Can we read your questions? Talking about the struggles of lay pastors. Struggles of lay pastors. And they are real. Yes, the struggles are real. They are not like imaginary struggles. Hallelujah. But you know, the Bible says that God reveals to redeem. Amen. So I believe that's convenient. We should go through this. We are being redeemed of the struggles. And we shall overcome them. Say, I shall overcome them. Yeah, the struggles are real. They are really real, you know. Hallelujah. Yeah, struggle with independence, you know. Struggle with uh, relation with full-time pastors, you know. Struggling keeping ranks. Ranks. See, there were men of skill who are able to, you see, that, that verse said that there are men of skills who are able to keep rank. Experts, men of skill who were able to keep rank. Hallelujah. So it, mat- it doesn't matter how talented you are. You see, it doesn't matter how talented you are. If you are not able to keep rank, you are not useful. That's what it means. Because you may be the most skilled mid folder. But if I put you in the team and you want to play forward, you are no use. Hallelujah. So may God help us to keep ranks. Amen. Yeah, struggle with keeping ranks. And, and then, you know, the one that, you know, transfer, you know the transfer issue. <laughs> you know the transfer issue. Both interchurch transfer and internal transfer. Me, 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 I've had that problem even in my church. Internal transfer. Just, just move from safe church and come and do. <laughs> this one, I'm not saying move, go to another branch. Oh. Internal, just move from. I don't know whether there's any pastor who had that issue before. Well, just one minute to another. But you know, transfers like coming on the Bible says it changes your sense. You see, the more you are transferred, the more international you are, the more knowledgeable you become. Hallelujah. You become versatile. Amen. I was just going to correct. And then correction. <laughs> correction. But you know, that, that, that part, I mean, the, I, I believe that God, the Spirit of God really opened our eyes. Because the offense as correction means that a door is open. Sin. And about the, 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 the sin, see that he, no. So the, the sin there is not fornication or adultery; it's a spirit. It's a he. He who desire his desire. So the sin there is not just smoking and drinking; it goes beyond that. A real spirit has been lying behind the door all this while, all this while, and the day that. You get offended from your correction, your rebuke, and you, mm, that's when the door opens. You see, that's why the scripture says that he that breaketh the hedge, a serpent shall bite him. So the serpent is all, all along, the serpent is lying behind the hedge. It has not bit you because the hedge has not been broken. Now you broke it. So, also, and, and, and I think all of us have to learn. Look. The, the, the only reason for someone to correct you is because they love you. Otherwise, there's no point. Why will you correct somebody you don't love? Or, no, no, apart from even love, maybe you have no responsibility towards the person. Eh, because, listen, 
I work in Newark. Every time I get from the hospital, I see people walking down with their pants like this. No belt. Yo. Yo, what's up? <laughs> that doesn't really bother me. But one day, my son, I was walking in the house without the belt. And so I said, you better go. <laughs> That's the difference. You better go and get a belt and pull up your pants. Because that one concerns me. But the ones down the road, yo, it doesn't really concern me. So the rebuke is a sign that somebody loves you, somebody cares you about you, somebody wants you to do well. Otherwise, who will waste their time to rebuke you? And you should be blessed if somebody corrects you. That, that's why I like when they correct. So that it means you are offline so that you can be in line. Put you right again. So, lay pastors, let us welcome correction and rebuke. Hallelujah. And see it as a sign of love. Oh, apart from even love, it's even, it's, it's even a sign of the person is responsible for you. Because I corrected myself because I'm responsible for him. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, let us receive it well. Amen. Sign of yes. Correction. And we'll talk about delegates, which you don't go to. <laughs> Number seven. Lay people, lay pastors struggle with balanced life. Life and ministry. See, now everybody we all took our portions much more. <laughs> now, now it was like a cool reception. As she was going to, we can see that Charlie. Mm. This one there, Charlie. <laughs> you are darling our numbers. We take it quietly. Hallelujah. But you see, by the last part is very spiritual. The miracles, the building of the churches. Look, wealth is supernatural. The whole prosperity concept is supernatural. Hallelujah. And I pray that as pastors, we will believe in the supernatural. Amen. That was a very powerful thing with us. You know, <laughs> when he was saying about that is me, I don't remember that story, but you know, I love small. That is pajamas thing. And the portomanto. It wasn't only me who laughed. We all laughed. Be sure. We just laughed at him small, you know. <laughs> but yeah, recently, we're going to Ghana for this uh, Danny Paul. And I bought my Delta Comfort. So I was sitting there quietly in my Delta Comfort, minding my own business. Then, as we're in the middle of the air, flying, emergency in the back. Is there, is there any doctor on the plane? <laughs> emergency. They said, we need a doctor on the flight. This is our recent trip. I normally don't respond to those things. <laughs> so, I was just minding my business, cover myself. Then I saw the curtain open, small. Who should come out? Convene. I said, <laughs> you know the, the catching between the comfort and the other people. <laughs> I wanted to cover my head with a blanket so he doesn't see me. <laughs> I said, hey! <laughs> huh? I said there were levels. So when you were saying that you sleep in a plane. <laughs> You don't sit in a plane because I was sitting and he was sleeping. 
Tell Michael. When I team up in a I say, I hope that the guy knows to see me. I'm coming my So it happens. It's a wonder of you. When an emergency in a plane, doctor here said, Let me cover myself. With <laughs> I'm thinking about myself. <laughs> Invites a blessing. Hallelujah. Do you love it? You love it? Yeah. I said, Today I've come to see that this guy's come to see me. <laughs> I was upright. <laughs> I was fully upright. <laughs> but, uh, but see, it shows how far we have gone and how, how God has blessed us. Amen. So let's be happy. Let's be happy for one another. But let me tell you, prosperity is supernatural. Believe in it. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So we have um, some questions. I'm, I hope I don't forget this announcement. Remind me to talk about announcement before we leave. But questions, questions, questions. Any question about anything? Contribution, observations, visions, and dreams. Comments. Oh, there's a hand up there. Please give the brother a microphone. Your name and where you are calling from, please. Okay, good evening, everyone. My name is Sydney um, from Halifax branch in um, Canada. Good. So I want to ask about, um, for s- those of us who have started branches first, now we are supposed to go by the 527. And, and normally that is where we would, you know, we would do our weekly preaching. Mm-hmm. But then you realize that sometimes, let's say we are doing tight and offering. Mm-hmm. And for the for the people. And I know um, um, convener has mentioned mm-hmm. this, but I'm just wondering, is there a way we could put up a system mm-hmm. so that there could be a schedule or a model so that you say for new branches within the next three months, this is the type of teachings that you will be going through. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, when I started my branch, by the grace of God, I was lucky we were doing an Akazu, you know, mm-hmm. others, and so it was a good place to, you know, mm-hmm. start off. But then if we start and then you are teaching, let's say, Titan, you are teaching Anna, your prophet, and mm. all those things, it will take some time for the members yeah. to be established, to be able to understand all this. So I don't know if there's a way we can put something like that into the system. Yeah. That's a good question. But that was, the, the, that was a good question, but the answer was answered. You see, you cannot establish a starter pack preaching message because every region is different. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we can't put a starter package. If you start your church, pretty serious. Every region is different. And even the church you start is also different. If whether you want to some people, whether it's some new people, so they are different. Whether it's students. So, the, so, so you, you can, it cannot be one size fit all. But the wisdom here and advice here is what the community is sharing with OC. You must come to your overseer and say, look, this is my branch. Because you may start a this is my branch. I'm just starting. So what should I preach? And you will be guided. 
You understand? You'll be guided. What we want to avoid is you don't come. You don't ask anybody. And then you are complaining, well, and, I mean, how can I preach that to these people? Nobody should preach that to these people. <laughs> Just come and consult. Because the messages vary. There are some branches when you, open, when you start, maybe the most appropriate message will be the biggest success. I'm telling you. There are some branches too, if you start, the most appropriate message you have to avoid all about fornication. You find that the congregation you have gathered, the way to start a church is preach about fornication. <laughs> so it depends on the branch you are starting. It's human branch. But, 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 but the lesson here, what, what, or what we are learning from here is that, what we are learning from here is that, don't put yourself in the box. If you start a branch, Always be in consultation with your lay president so that what is appropriate will be prescribed for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's a hand over there, brother. Hello, please. This is Franklin from Atlanta. Uh, Rev, please, can we go back and visit? Our beloveds connect again to find ways to make it work because I think it's very important. I I have some people who came to join the church, mm -hmm. young ladies, and they all left, but I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand. And recently, I met a lady when we were doing international. No. Swollen Sunday, an elderly lady. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, I'll come. There's nothing wrong with me. Maybe I'll find somebody in the church. Mm. And she came. Mm -hmm. Of course, she didn't have somebody like her in the church, but mm. that was the last time she came. And we began to think, and my, some of my people reached out to the girls, the young ladies, and lo and behold, they like the church, but they don't see their type and they are not ready to wait. So then they'll go to another church and try their luck. So <laughs> I, think, I think if we can find a way to make Beloveds Connect work, I know we've tried, but if we can make another push again and see maybe how to make it work, it will be really beneficial too. Okay, on the situation, to the best of my I don't know whether it has even been canceled. Ron Fletcher, you were all in charge of it. Let's Ron Fletcher, I, I know you know that. It's been cancelled, yeah. Yeah, so you answer that question. Yeah. Well, it's still working. Um, it's been very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something that a group of pastors, myself, um, Reverend Titus, Reverend Samuel, started. And we, we, we campaigned a lot. It's worked for some people. Just two months ago, I think there was a marriage that um, apostle. Wow. But the thing is that we need everyone's help. And that is what is slowing it down. We send messages, flyers, but nobody responds. So if you can promise us that you will help, we will continue. It's, a, it's quite an expensive venture. And um, I don't lie to you. A lot of work. So 
I'm glad you brought it up. We need your help. Say that again. It does, yes. We pay for it ourselves. So. so if you promise to really participate, we'll go back. There was a disconnection recently. I think Reverend Titus can speak to that with a database. And uh, we just talked about it if, uh, yesterday or so. So he's going to put it back on. But all we need is participation. Mm. You may log on, but if the other pastors are not helping, I mean, there will not be human beings on there to get mm. connected to. So yeah. we all have to do our parts. Okay. But I, I, I promise you we'll go back to it. It's still functional, mm. but there are a few problems that we need to solve. So probably the coming week we'll get that resolved. Mr. Frank, is that okay? Thank you. So the important is that all of us should advertise, advertise it. Talk to it to our members. Because when it comes to beloved, I'm, 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 when it comes to beloved, I thought it was only young people. No, no, no. All people have all looking for beloved. As you were saying, <laughs> you should create an account for them. You'll be surprised. So, okay, there's a. Let me speak for after you can speak. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yes. So, so um, just to add to that, the main problem we were having was when. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, my name is Titus from St. Louis, Missouri. Mm. Yes. Um, so the main problem we were having was when meet, um, those who had signed up, when they come on, they see very few people who have signed up. So. Um, some of them will say that, oh, I mean, um, when I go through, I really don't see anyone, you know, and because uh, we had some, some limitations. For example, if somebody joins and they are 40, we don't show them people who are below, let's say, 30. And, hey, and, brother! <laughs> well, you may never know a limitation, you know? Also, I'm giving just an example that some of these limitations, it, it came through a lot of discussions with Apostle and all that, so um, oh, really? So, so sometimes some, 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 some people say that, oh, I don't see a lot of people I can even communicate with. Ah. So that's where we needed a lot of help um, so that if the pastors understand that, okay, so um, I see my people, let me encourage them to be on so that um, mm. at least when somebody's looking somewhere and they join, at least they can see more people. Okay. Um, in the church. So that was the main thing. And that's where, if we could get more help from, from the, the pastors, pastors, it would be great. Yeah. So the pool was limited because of number and two, yeah. because you stratify them. Maybe we have to review it so because the there's always the, the direct prince type. You may never know limited. Yeah. Right. Uh, Eugene Osebowati in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, so in relation to that and also with the example setting, when I joined the church going back to 2010, one of the things that endeared me to the church was um, camp meetings. And through those camp meetings, I also know a ton of people who marriages and the connections formed in those camp meetings were deeper. Mm. Um, and also for, for pastors, mm you have a platform where you, you've, at your local level, you've seen this person being very active. Mm. And then when they're willing to follow you to a camp, mm. you also have a, uh, a 
a, a deep understanding of where they are in their faith and you, mm. you're able to connect them to somebody. Mm. Um, I, I say that to come back to where we should look to possibly going back to having those camps. Now, I understand the church has grown pretty mm. large mm. and perhaps a camp of 2,000 people and so on and so forth mm. may not necessarily be the direction, mm. but there's a lot to be learned from even this setting. When we are in this setting, when you see people dancing, it's a way to teach others who are not dancing how to behave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I can see where church members who attend camps mm -hmm. learn how to behave. Yeah. And so when they, when they go back to their, their, their local churches, they take back mm -hmm. that excitement, that culture, mm -hmm. and, and you know, it spreads, right? That spirit, the, the, the spirit, the, the misheric attitude. Mm -hmm. They take it back and it spreads. Right, and so... I think going with getting rid of Zoom, mm -hmm. perhaps there's room to also look at some mini camps, some camps that we can bring some churches together, have camps, and then our shepherds can learn from others. You know, they can really see how others are flowing in the environment and, 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 and things of that nature. Put your hands together for him. Put your hands. You see... These are the things that the pandemic ate away. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we are coming back. As for camp, prophet will tell you, what is your secret? The makane, the camp. That is where real transformation happens. Aren't we blessed at this conference? I say, aren't we blessed at this conference? Aren't we blessed at this conference? For three days, we've been together, being fed, being taught powerfully. It's not the same as a Sunday service. It cannot be. Zoom, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Not even going near Zoom. So the secret is camp. So as for camps, by the grace of God, we're going to come back again. We are going to come back again, camps. Okay? We are really going to come back. We have camps. Amen. Maybe because of our current size, we're not all maybe able to meet in one large group. Also, depending on who is preaching, but as for camps, we are going to come back full force in camp. You see, we have to do things to show that COVID is gone. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. we live in this fear of COVID. COVID is actually gone. As per Joe Biden. <laughs> COVID is gone. That's what COVID is. So we, have to, so we have to go back to camps because what this meeting, and this is the impartation, this meeting is different from a Sunday service. That's where we have been blessed. We have been encouraged. Our minds have changed. Because the effect of the wine is for those who tarry long. And please, when we understand the camp, you should come. Because we are actually going to look into camps. Because it is one of the secrets God gave to our prophet. Right. Um, this is Rita from... Kansas City Raider, go ahead. Amen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to add to what about camp, I'm, I'm grateful that we are looking into that because mm -hmm. me personally, when I go for camp meetings and meetings like this, I'm always looking at the ladies and the guys, their 
left hand to see if there is ring on it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> if there is no ring, I uh -huh. just come straight to you because uh -huh. even the last one we have with Bishop, uh -huh. one of my church members, I connected her with somebody, and I have a couple, so I believe it's it's important. I mean, Sandy Cove days. We were talking about it uh, ah. yesterday. Even with our kids, how they've all grown. I remember when Sandikov will be in the room with the babies. We'll be watching videos. Now all the kids have grown. Yeah. And they, ha they don't see each other often. If you are not in first love, like my son is 16. He's not in first love. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to find ways that they can mm -hmm. also connect mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. the others. Mm. So it's, it's, it's very it's important a positive that thing. we are going back. As for camp, it's a very positive thing. Yeah. And we need people like you to be in camp for Shepardora Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids are always asking. They just want to come for camps. No, the they look, they're very happy when they come. So they yeah. make their friends. Mm -hmm. They were very happy. The children were really, really excited with camp. Yeah. They used to look forward to coming to camp. Yeah. As much as the grown-ups would be grumbling, the children used to look forward. Yeah. Yes. But we are coming back in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And the, the other thing I wanted to share, I think I have to break this habit, but mm -hmm. um, I'll pray to God about it when I see anything. I, I hesitate to share. Mm -hmm. So, um, as um, convener was praying on the oil, mm -hmm. um, when he lifted it up high to pray over it, I saw a hand taking that oil mm. away from him and replaced it with another bottle. Wow. And that bottle was, like it, it was white, but mm. it was plastic. Mm. I didn't see the bottom of it, but mm. the top of it, halfway up, mm. had, it didn't have oil in it, but it was like a smoke mm. that was coming out of mm. it. Mm. So it was, the original oil mm. was taken away and replaced with that Beautiful pussy, yes. Something powerful. That's an exchange. Hallelujah. And I keep on saying that wish this thing should not become mysterious to us. It should be common. It's a gift that when we have it, you must share it. And we believe it all. We actually believe it. Hallelujah. So if you see, share. Amen. Go ahead, Reverend MJ. Hello, hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, convener. Um, on, the, on the first day of the conference, which mm -hmm. is the Wednesday, mm -hmm. uh, convener shared with us um, the misplaced lovely voice. voice. Um, and then he did say that um, when we go back, we should think about what he shared with us. Mm -hmm. So when we went back at 2.20 a.m., Mm -hmm. on the Thursday morning mm -hmm. um, I woke up to pray and mm -hmm. I took my notes to read over as I was reading over my body became very stiff mm -hmm. and I was wondering what was going on I thought maybe <laughs> I was sick mm -hmm. and then suddenly um, I saw in a vision the prophet and um, bishop in Tefo mm -hmm. right in front of me mm -hmm. And then the prophet said that this is what we are handing over to you. Mm. We did our best as lay pastors. Mm. It is now your turn. Wow. And then um, the vision 
disappeared, and then I, I came to myself. So we came in in the morning, and um, we're being led to pray. Mm-hmm. And whilst we're praying, mm-hmm. I was looking at the book stand, mm-hmm. and um, the book Tasters and Partakers um, became um, like large, mm-hmm. and I was standing out mm-hmm. uh, among all the books. And then I heard a voice from behind mm. saying that um, be a, a partaker and not mm. a taster. Mm. And I believe that that was the message God is giving to us. To be partakers and not tasters mm. of what the prophet is handing over to us. Wow. Put your hands together. Wow. It's our turn. It's our turn. That is why God is allowing us to be taught about the example setting. So that we set the right example. It's our turn. It is our turn. And it's my prayer that we will set the right example. And that we will not disappoint the fathers. May the fathers never regret handing over the baton to us. He didn't never regret. Because it's our turn. Michael, go ahead. Michael from St. Louis. Um, on President Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I receive it. So before this conference, I was telling convener, it was October 25th to 26th, the dawn of the 26th. I had a dream. And in the dream, um, convener was having, we were having a meeting like this, a big meeting. And the hall was long, but it was like convener was on that side preaching. And actually this side preaching. And then there's a big hall. So I came in. I was coming to the conference, you know, like, okay, I'm late. I'm going to the conference. So I'm going going through the back and sit in the back quietly so that I don't disturb. So when I came through the back, there were people in the back, but they were not watching convener. They were in the back doing their own thing in groups. So I went past them and came into the middle area. There was a big empty area. And I came to sit like halfway through on that side. But I couldn't hear convener talking. Although he was, you know how he preached, he was going up and down the stage, up and down the stage and preaching. So I went further up. And I went to sit by one, a bishop, I don't remember. But, and then as I just wanted to sit by the person, I still couldn't really hear. So I was like asking, oh, I can't hear. And then he took out some earbuds. It's like that thing they give interpreters, when somebody is preaching and interpreting, to put on, then I could hear. So when I was putting it on, I realized that most people did not have anything on to hear. But convener was still going up and down, and the room was very quiet. So it was like nobody could hear. So then after I got that, I could hear, and then I went back. But what I realized was, convener was teaching us, preaching to us, but people were not listening. You know, like how you were talking about partakers, we should be partakers. But I think that there are a lot of us who have tasted, but we are not partaking in what God has for us. And there were people even in the back who were totally disconnected. Totally disconnected. They were doing their own thing in the back. And not even paying attention to what was going up front. And there were some in front who were looking, but they were not hearing. And that was a dream I had October 26th. Thank you. At 26th. So we thank God that our attitudes and our hearts have changed. Amen. Patekes. Patekes. Okay. Reverend, yes. Please. Yeah, mommy. Yes. 
Come here. Wait, you're not here. Now you are. After that, you can take it. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you. My name is Cassia from Silicon Valley. Your name is what? Cassia. <laughs> Cassia Mami. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Shh. Amen. I was um, a bit hesitant to share because the visions are very powerful. Mm. And um, I just decided to share because I want to do the opposite of what I'm feeling. Um, when Convena was uh, lifted up the oil and he was sharing, I also mm. saw a vision. Mm. And in the vision, I saw something like a, an ocean floor. Mm. And as he was praying over the oil, it sort of cracked. Mm. And when it cracked, um, springs of water, a lot of water began to gush out. Mm. So there's a scripture that I got um, associated with it, and I'm just going to read it. Mm -hmm. And It's Isaiah chapter 41, verse 18. It says, I will open rivers in high places mm. and fountains in the midst of the valleys. Mm. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Amen. Amen. What a prophecy. What a prophecy. What a prophecy. So as you came forward and the oil is being poured on your hand, that's the prophecy God is saying to you. Hallelujah. Wilderness, pool of water, and dry land, springs of water. I believe in this prophecy. I believe in these miracles. I personally believe that as the oil was being poured in your hand, what had been a dry land, a bad job, a financial disaster, a case, is breaking and springs of water are coming out. Hallelujah. All right, a few more questions, and we are going to go for and come back. So one more. Oh, there's a hand here, brother. Oh, sorry, sorry, you. Yes, yes. Mine is more of a testimony. Mm -hmm. So my name is Henry from where? <laughs> Somebody say colleague, no, from Sacramento, <laughs> California. <laughs> Formerly from Colegon. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, so mine is more of. Um, Testimony and in line with what um, Reverend Michael just shared, mm -hmm. I remember, I think last year or last two years, um, convener was, was like we had a meeting where he was encouraging us to um, be part of the building of the 10,000 church, mm -hmm. like the $10,000 church. Mm -hmm. And by then, I, I, I didn't have the $10,000, but I have about 3000 That was my... Um, it was a bonus that was given to me from work. And for whatever reason, I decided to, I mean, within two months, I was able to get, use the 3000 add $7,000. Within um, two months, I was, I, I didn't even know I could even do it, mm. but I was able to do it. The year before, or yeah, the year before, um, my boss was very happy because the, um, the comp the, uh, her husband's, company gave, gave him, that's the husband, $25,000 bonus. And then when she looked at our face while she was jubilating, she said, none of you should think that I will ever give you a bonus of that amount. I mean, just to set the pace. And she, she literally said that. I'm just testifying that by building, being part of those that built the $10,000, exactly a year, she she put that something on her page that she has, like that year, things have become well. So she's very happy. 
That same year, she gave us $30,000 for bonus. Just, for, there were two of us that that, that 30000 each? Yes. Wow, and put your hands together for the Lord. I, wow. I, just, I just wanted to say that, I mean, um, I decided to share this one because this one is open, but there are other ones that are not. <laughs> <laughs> but what I wanted to say is that these are, these are things that are mysterious. Personally, I have experienced this thing, and I, I wanted to say that, like, as um, it's being shared, I mean, I know some of us are sometimes thinking, is this possible? It's a mystery. It, you can never be That's explained. That's what I can say. Uh, and I wanted to say, well, one of the things I wanted to say is that if you start giving $10,000, you'll be able to start. I mean, the first time you, I know it started like that. I did $1,000. $1,000 was like a big thing. But from then, I just moved from $1,000. And I had more $1,000. And 10,000, and by God's grace, you have it's more. also. Yeah. It's called breaking the matrix. Yes. You see, your first, giving birth to your first child is difficult. Once it's pop out, pop. Oh. And the if mystery. You if, you, if you don't take it, a third child, you can give birth to the third child in your room. Because things are easy. And the mystery of, like, as Prophet said, giving in levels, you'll be surprised yeah. that you'll be able to give amounts that you didn't know that is possible for you because God will make that possible for you. Beautiful. Amen. As, as a brother, the, this brother, and then this brother, and then we will be out. John and you. John, and then after you. Hello, this is Jean from Manhattan. French, 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 Francophone Manhattan. Okay, my questions may seem out of context, no but uh, uh, sometimes when we come to a meeting like this, the Francophone people, you know, they have concerns, mm. questions, mm. and if I don't bring up here and I go back, you know, so I, I just said, let me ask. Sure. As a, it's about the exam. Mm. Now that we have the books in French, mm. because we have so many, and we have all, almost all the books in French, mm. and we are reading, and uh, what I also notice is that uh, since we started having a French service separate, we don't really run after the people to gather them. Mm. Like, uh, we pray every Friday, and uh, the, uh, the effective, or what is it? Yeah, the people who, the participation is, uh, you know, consistent every Friday. Some, no reminder, right now, maybe they, they are having the meeting, you know. It's a lot of a lot of them they will come and pray. It's, it's not easy also to uh, to let them go. They don't want to go. Mm. They will just be there. So when they are flowing in the French, we see that you know it's helping. It's helping. So one of the question is, are we going to get the opportunity to write the exam in French, or sometime when we have the memory verse, you know, we have uh, we are. Oh it's, yeah, it's not. I do it, mm -hmm. but it's not easy because it's in in English. There are different different versions. So if they take you and give you the verse, you struggle to say it in English. But in French, you can flow. So sometimes, so that's the question. So okay, I think the the first one I can answer for you the the memory verse. 
It's in French. I think my wife used to send it. The French one. Don't we have it? LSG. We have the French one. We have it. That one is available. Receive it now. It's so now, always available. It's always available. It's always available. You receive it. So from going forward, okay, yeah. after chasing him, okay, <laughs> yeah. it will be posted. As for the French one, the members are always there. In terms of setting the French, we will have an arrangement for that. Yeah, it's, it's not a problem. We can. So, so some of them, they, they, they didn't register for the exam for that. Because, okay. Yes. So. Okay, so tell them that it doesn't matter. We're going to have so they can register. Okay. It's not a problem. Yeah, we can, we can translate. It makes sense. I mean, they are francophone. They don't speak English. Why do you want to examine them in English? No, in French. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know, it's available. We have not done, but it's available. It can be done. So, so it's something we can actually do. It's not a difficult thing to do. We've done it. So don't no worry. So let them register. They will get it in French. Thankfully, we have the ability to administer the exams in French. Mm. We actually have a French translation team led by L.P. Alet. Mm. So, 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 yes, you have something to say? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, so mm -hmm. the, this is Arlette from Montreal. Yeah. So we have been doing the mock exam mm -hmm. questions, but not the actual exam. Okay. So the people have been training with the mock questions, but mm. the last exam we had, the problem was that the exam itself, the mm -hmm. one that is registered in Ghana, mm -hmm. was not available in French. Oh, okay. But the mock exams which we manage here, it's in French. that's what we but have But can we solve this problem? This, it shouldn't be a difficult problem. You reminded me that what we did was just for North America. Mm. So, so we have to liaise with Accra and see whether, because there's, like I said, there's machine translation into French, which can happen, but which isn't the best, but we are using human translation here. So we're going to liaise with Accra and see whether they can get your help in um, administering the exams worldwide in French as well. I'm, I'm just wondering, our churches in France, how do they write the exam? Switzerland. Or Congo. Yeah. Or Gabon. I'm sure they're all right in French. Yes, it's, it's available in French. It should be available. I don't think yes. it is. I think we have to work on it. Please, it should be available. Thank you. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. I'm praying, pray. I think somebody has then. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, this is Ernest Scarborough, Canada. Yeah. I just wanted to ask a question that I, I noticed that most churches struggle when it comes to uh, media, media, like designing flyers, mm -hmm. trying to get things out, because sometimes they just started, they don't have somebody that designs and, and things like that. So is there a way where we can get the constituencies to get like maybe a, a media group where if a church needs a flyer, they just go to that group, the group just designs the stuff and just sends it to them instead of them trying to struggle locally, always trying to design their own thing. So when it comes like tracks, um, anything that they need, they can just go to them and then to just be produced for them. Okay, that, you see, one of the things that, you see, please, let me finish this one. As uh, um, a prophet and apostle divided the church into constituencies, things will also be managed at a different level and it's more portable. So, what we are actually like, when I was talking to Lydia, 
every constituency. So maybe you should bring suggestions, okay? Things that we think should be done at the constituency. Like somebody, because when I came here, remember they told me that, look, we need uh, technical at every constituency level. It will make his work easier. You are saying that we need uh, media, okay? So bring all the suggestions. I told Lydia we need teachers. So let's bring us to so that we, when we sit down as lay president, we know that there are things that can be managed at constituency level. So we can do all this. But by the grace of God, it's a bit more portable now. So it can be done. The thing is, we need to know what needs to be done. Is there any more thing that needs to be done? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thank you, Reverend Norris. Uh, mine is a question, a confession, and a question. A, conf- a question, a confession, and a question. Go ahead. Yes. I, I go by Parkwisi or Emmanuel, uh, North Dallas, Texas. So for the question, uh, websites. When we are looking, <laughs> when we are looking for places, some of the realtors ask, "Where is your website?" So my question is, right as a church, okay. So is there a way we can have a website? I know we used to have one, but. Don't we have a website? A website for, to, for church identification? Like say somebody's in Dallas, he wants to find a church. No, for dealing with the realtors. With who? The realtors, like, so like businesses, we are looking for a building, uh-huh. and they want to learn more about the church. So they ask. Oh, Harriet, please answer that, yes. Amen. We do have a website for that, mm-hmm. and we have information ready for you. So when we get to that point, we provide that information, whatever information is needed. No, like anyone right now, if I, if I own a business and uh-huh. then I'm trying to secure a building, uh-huh. the landlord would like to know about my business. So yeah. would ask, uh, could you send me a link for your website or your web page? Yes, we have that. So could we make it readily available we to can. all? We can. I think yeah, that it's, would help. We, you, you have it. It's that org. but we have a subset page that goes to all the um, denominations. And all the facts about the church are also there. So all the facts they want to know, our belief system, how many churches we have, we have all that there. And we can customize it because every landlord and their requests, some requests are not things that we can expose on an external website. Uh, I, you, know, yeah. you know, not to engage you, but yeah. uh, just locally here in the U.S., that's all, right? Rather than uh, the Dakewood Mills website, that one is worldwide. But want them to know that we do have a church here in the U.S. So that's also, so QFC is a denomination. Mm-hmm. QFC Americas is one of those denominations that you can focus on specifically in North America. We, we used to have a North America website. But again, I think to someone's point here, the maintenance, the changes, myself and ES Ivana led, ES Ivana led that I assisted here. There were so many changes, so many issues that it wasn't effective. So what we have, actually I just did that one of the reverends. It, it was perfect, gave the information needed. If there's anything above that, we'll handle it one-on-one. But so far, all the ones that they've requested the information, it's consistently, what do you believe? What's, you know, what, what are your values and principles? And that website answers that question. And, and how many churches we have is answered there. 
and all those things are there. I haven't run into any landlord Difficult. who's had an issue with that. So, so what, what, what I'm learning is that I think what we're learning is that there's a website which LPRT say we have. But if you are the local pastor, like we're all pastors here, anything specific, I think you should call her. She can direct you. Yes, please. Oh, yeah, no, and actually, don't call her directly. She'll be overwhelmed. Go through yes. your lay president. Everyone is not telling me that they, nobody should call them directly. You go through your lay president. Yes, they please. I was going to say that. Um, Sorry. Hey, lay yes. person will be tired, though. <laughs> yes. Please, it, all pastors with your rental, you must work with your lay president. Your yes. lay president must approve. They know your branches. They know your yeah. all the information needed. So your lay president will work with ES Ivana. I'm sorry, ES Lanita. I just assist her and the Reverend Nats. But it should go through your lay president and will help you. Very well. Thank you, Rev. So, do I? May I go okay. ahead? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. The confession. I think people want to know the confession. Yes. <laughs> yes, Reverend, it is true. Okay. So, it's about hate. 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 Okay. And I'm sure a number of us may identify with me. Maybe it's just me, but I will share, and hopefully, it blesses someone. So. When uh, the first night, when we came and then convener was sharing and talking about uh, preaching and then even what we had preached, uh, using Ezra 10.7 uh, uh, or 7.10, yeah. right. And then he said, you know what, I can prove to you right now and see those that have really imbibed the word mm -hmm. to be able to even share with others. Mm -hmm. And just before convener made his way down here. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I was sitting there and said, he is going to come to me. Wow. You see? And lo and behold, he did. Mm. He came to me. Mm. So after that, I said, why is it that Kovina, any time that opportunity presents itself, he picks on me? Mm. <laughs> well, right. let him finish, and, please. And, and, and this is, you know, so I said that, I said, then I, I began grappling with that, you mm. know, with the thoughts that, is it uh, being picked on because that's the the avenue to be picked on. So mm -hmm. thinking that why convener doesn't like me or mm -hmm. what. Mm -hmm. So that's the thoughts. And then I cast my mind back mm -hmm. to uh, when we had the titles and creeds, mm -hmm. and the same thing. And that was the reason I did that, right? A question was asked. Then it's okay. Let me check. Then he would turn and say, "Pakwisi." You know, then he would ask me. Mm. Pakwisi, he would ask me. Pakwisi, he would ask me. Then, so that's how I thought about it. And as he was now sharing and talking about the anointing and the cloth, mm -hmm. then I was listening, listening, listening. I said, wait a second. Kovina really loves me. Mm. And I'm the one who is not thinking correctly. Mm. So I began to cast my mind back mm. where he visited us in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And convener actually gave me his shirt. Mm. You see, we opened the trunk. He opened his briefcase mm. and it was folded and mm. stuff. He took it and he gave to me. He said, mm. pa, here, keep it. And unfortunately, I haven't worn that shirt, but it's hanging in my wardrobe. Mm. <laughs> said, Please, you, you, you slice and dice me, but this is my confession. Yeah, is finished, yeah. You know, so, so I thought about it. I said, the devil is really wicked. Yeah. 
he is really quick. And convener said that anytime you have the feeling that you are not liked, it's demonic. Mm. So that was when I was relieved. I said, look, when I was getting married or when I got married, I just, uh, I, I've forgotten if I called him or he did. But he mailed a check to me. Mm. And I had forgotten it. Mm. So you see the, uh, the ungratefulness mm. that is me. And then now, being self-centered and why I'm not being like being picked on. Unbeknown to me, a father and a real love, mm -hmm. you see, that it's even a privilege for you to even be brought closer. Mm -hmm. He said, tell me, what did you maybe share last week? Mm -hmm. And a verse, rather than me thinking, how do I continue to receive this and mm -hmm. learn to be a better me? I'm having a different mindset that maybe I'm not being liked. Mm -hmm. So this is the confession that I want wow. to make. That I am very, very grateful and wow. thankful to you. I know you love me dearly. And it's me that I had bad thoughts. And I'm sure many of us here probably might identify we saw when Reverend Moses was talking. Yeah. Now that I have an understanding of what a shed means, fortunately now, and Bishop Ransford also blessed me with the shed, and both are hanging in my closet. Yes, so it's me, it's me, and now I have learned. I have learned that that shirt, I will make sure that I, I should wear with it. <laughs> I will wear them, papa, papa. It's wow. ironic. ironic. You know, th right. thank you very much. Right. So the way Reverend Moses was speaking, and I could sense the, like, maybe pain mixed with anger, mm. you see. And I'm glad Convener also spoke to uh, uh, Reverend Moses, and Reverend Moses also received it. Had that not happened, we could have walked away with a different spirit. Mm. What do I mean by that? A door was being opened where mm. we were now going to be talking anyhow mm. and then speak anyhow. So thank you, Convener that you spoke to us and also thank you Reverend Moses that you also received it and we look up to the older ones those ahead of us and your behaviors do affect us the way you behave we most likely either knowingly or unknowingly we follow suits so this probably it's a word Example to my, uh, my and the last but not the least which is a question yes Flow, flow, flow. Back with you. We have the mic. Since you have two shares, you can I talk. Have the mic. <laughs> and that one, it's also with. <laughs> Messi. Rev, now I'm ready. My mind has changed. Yeah. And now, please do. I've understood the importance and the essence of rebuke. So please, I also position myself with Reverend Michael, Reverend Oko, and the Reverend Lizzie. Please allow me, as I have the mic, to really. Finish it. Go ahead. I, be able to receive rebuke and mm. instructions. Mm -hmm. My question here, Reverend Lindsay, is correcting the children. And uh, I'll use my daughter, the oldest, as an example. Last time, she's 11, by the grace of God, will be 12 in a couple months, three months, actually. So she did something. The mother wasn't too thrilled. And I was just there when I heard the mother gone for, you know, uh, the, it's, 
it's the hanger that is broken. You use that as the pow-pow stick, right? So, we said that, I said this and this and you didn't, so I'm going to pow-pow you, right? So, we said, in our language, Beyonce, meaning open your palm, open your palm. And then I called my wife. I said, oh, baby, excuse me for a second. So, she came to us. I said, baby, at her age, now I'm going to beat her this. How are we going to help her? Meaning, Personally, I thought she is past the age of papering her like a child. So I'm struggling with how do we discipline a, a lady or a girl of her age without her feeling, am I a, a child or am I now transitioning to this stage where I also need to be understood, need to be heard? And what, how? I'm just trying to find out how do we be able to, how are we going to be able to better discipline her also knowing that discipline is important. Uh, well, I can't answer that question because I don't have daughters. I've only friends. So. <laughs> well, me, me too, I don't have daughters. <laughs> but I've just acquired a daughter who's been spent now she's 16 when she came to me she was 15 just after 14 so i i have not had to spank her the beautiful thing is that she responds well to rebukes and to correction and to teaching she cries even when and i just look away and uh, that is punishment enough for her so I use it, and she corrects things. She's never been late after she was late once for her bus. She's never been late. And um, um, something or another that, it, I mean, she's never, she's, it's very easy. So I don't know um, about punishing her. Um, but what I can tell you is that if Bible says that you should actually correct them while there is hope. You see, when there's a transitioning from the beating to talking, you see, train up a child the way he should go. When he grows up, he will not depart from it. The training, we train animals. You see, training is done really. When you say, if you look at the deep translation, it is an animal thing. And human beings are not animals, you see. So train up is supposed to just let you know that at a certain point, they don't have what it takes to just discuss things. I've seen people at six years old discussing and negotiating with their child. We don't do that. You don't do that. They don't understand those things. What they understand is punishment, pain. And all these. That's why God uses words like cry, rod of correction, you know. Not rod of anger, though. That's what I would say to your wife. That, you know, my wife and I, we never punish the children when we're angry. We talk to them. And if we punish when you're angry, and I've done that before, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, so you have to be sure that it's not out of anger that you're doing that. And I wouldn't use a hanger. That is abuse. You go. When my wife was coming from Ghana, she brought some canes. 
Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, we also use it for decorations. You know that. Uh huh. So when you are passing and they ask you, oh, is it for decoration? Oh, no problem. So anyway, it's a dual purpose thing. Now, so get something that, see, some of these people, when you go and there's a pain and there's some mark or something, they will ask you, what did you use? If you used a whip, it's not a problem. Police will not have any problem. Show them. It's, it's um, a, a, a clearly, yeah, it's not. But hunger, I think that if he gets hurt and the police come in, you would have no defense. So I think it's appropriate, but use the appropriate things that are used for punishment. And the cane is one of them. I mean, I, I think they even accept belts as whip for the children. But don't use things that are harmful, like wooden this and Benkuta. My mother used that, you know, my mother used that. My head has been broken a number of times. And then she took me to the hospital, and I was not supposed to say what happened. And I quietly accepted it and moved on and things like that. So that is fine. But I think that you should be appropriate. Now, when do you stop using a whip? I think that when they now can understand what you can say, and they respond, it's enough. Even there, you have to use other means, like taking things from them, grounding them. They don't like it at all. Grounding them. Ground them with their favorite. Take the phone from them. They hate it to the core. Yeah, that is the most painful thing. And don't be afraid about how am I going to reach her? How am I going to reach? They will not die. Well, you, you never use a cell phone. Did you die? Okay. So all those things are possible. Just watch that. Now, so long as when you say things, they don't listen, they still can be whipped. Does that answer your question? Yes. Are you any other person? I think has, we need to go. Yeah. No? We need to go because we have to come back at 6 seven. o'clock. Seven, seven. Oh, seven. Okay, ma'am. So we need to go now. Thanks all for your questions. And so uh, I think we have a wonderful session, including child discipline. Look, the message here is that as a professional, you don't discipline a child in your anger. That's, that's the mistake you make. No matter what the child has done, don't discipline a child in your anger. Because in your anger, it will not be disciplined. It will become something else. Cool down, calm down, and deliver the appropriate punishment. And it varies from child to child. Because me, when I was growing up, I know that my mother would be. So when I do it, I come, I come already. Like, <laughs> so that was no punishment for me. Do you, do you understand? I know that. <laughs> I know what you do. So after I've done it myself, I come like this. <laughs> so it was. So try. So what? The, but what, what? What? What was punishment for me? Because I used to like soccer. Is to take my ball from me. That I will not let you go and play soccer. That will kill me. So it depends on the child, but the concept is like concern is don't discipline in your anger. To me, that's what I would tell as a professional. Do not discipline in your anger because you can go overboard. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. We are blessed. Hallelujah. Now, 
Okay, the announcement. Let me go through the announcement. One last question. Okay. Okay, I beg you. We'll come back. 